Welcome to the Soul Center Podcast. We are your co-hosts, Master Healer Ariella Halevi and Rabbi Dr. Baruch Halevi, Rabbi B, your healer and guide on the journey of life. In this podcast, we will explore all things spirituality, meaning, and healing, from Kabbalah and the healing of your soul to shamanic energy work and the healing of your past, from ancient wisdom traditions to guide your spirit to modern tools to live your life. The Soul Center Podcast will empower you on your journey to heal yourself, discover your soul purpose, and live a soul-centered life. And now, on to the podcast. Loving your body is definitely a spiritual journey. But for many women that have been through trauma, it can be a rocky relationship that feels separated, disconnected, and discouraging. Healing the relationship with your body is an invitation to dive into that separation and finally explore why you may have been living from the neck up most of your life, carrying around a body that may feel like unfeeling armor. There is no one way to address trauma as every person and circumstance is different. However, my next guest, healer and author Lisa Erickson, shares the unique ways women's energy bodies function in relation to their life transits and trauma, and how women can work with their chakras for healing, empowerment, and awakening. So I want to introduce, introduce Lisa and first just say that I am, um, I told her this before we got on, that I'm a huge fan. She has written one of my favorite books, which I will talk about. And um, just being a yoga teacher and a healer for many years, I refer to her book, your book often, Lisa. So I'm, I'm so excited to have you on our, our podcast today. Oh, thank you so much, Ariella. I'm so happy to meet you. And I so honor the work that you're doing. And of course, it makes me so happy to hear that you're finding my work beneficial and sharing it as well. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm just going to kind of introduce you and then we'll jump right in. Great. So Lisa is an energy worker specializing in women's energetics, sexual trauma healing, chakra manifestation, and kundalini awakening. She's the author of my favorite book, Chakra Empowerment for Women, and The Art and Science of Meditation. She aids individuals through major life transits and trauma healing with a particular focus on women's sexual trauma. She's certified in mindfulness meditation instruction, trauma sensitivity, and has trained in a variety of kundalini and energy healing modalities, including the internationally acclaimed healer and author Cindy Dale. She is a member of the Breath Net, the Breathe Network, a nonprofit dedicated to supporting holistic healing and healers for sexual trauma survivors. So again, welcome, Lisa. And maybe before we start, you can kind of um, tell me a little bit about your story and how you came to do the work that you do. Yeah, it really, my connection to the chakras started as part of a meditation practice. And that meditation practice was really originally for stress management in my 20s gradually migrated into a spiritual journey that involved the chakras and kundalini from that perspective. But I started getting fascinated with them. I think really, to me, it's sort of, uh, I have a healing background in my genes, in my karma. So I became really interested in the other side of the chakras, which is the energy medicine side, the 
psychological healing side, the chakras are an intersection between mind, body, and spirit. So there's many different ways to utilize them and connect with them. So I began to study them more from that perspective and especially became interested in women's empowerment and women's life phases. After the birth of my first daughter, I found my energy body and my meditation practice changed a lot. And that sent me on this whole research project around, wow, why don't we talk more about the energy body and the physical body and that intersection for women? Are there shifts in the energy body? And there's actually a lot of teachings out there on that that haven't been shared widely. And so many women were then coming to me with sexual trauma in their background that that then became another specialization within the work that I was doing. It's beautiful, beautiful. Um, maybe you can talk a little bit about how sexual trauma impacts specifically the energy body and chakras, because so many of us believe, I think that, you know, your physical body is so impacted by trauma and transitions, but the truth is, is that it's also very subtle. You know, it's those, those small energy systems in our body that most people don't even know they have. They just know their physical bodies impacted. So maybe you can talk a little bit about how the subtle body, the energetic body is impacted by trauma. Yeah. Well, and the energy body is connected so intricately to the physical body. It is that intersection between your physical, your psyche, your spirit. And so when trauma impacts, when we say it impacts the body, it, it, it's always impacting the subtle body. And because each chakra, if we're looking at it from a chakra perspective, is mapped to different organ systems, different glands, and different emotional states, you can experience related obstructions, right, across all of them. You know, if you have fear-based patterns, if you have disconnections from your lower chakras in particular, so that ties a lot into the body relationship theme, the chakras are built like a house, and those lower chakras are the foundation. And so if you have a problematic relationship with your body and you're disconnected from that lower body, you're disconnected from your lower chakras, that foundation isn't there. And that creates a reverberation, you could say, through your whole psyche. The main pattern being patterns of disassociation, potentially sort of disconnecting from emotional states and sensations that are associated with the lower body and the lower chakras. Yeah, I really do. It's really interesting as you learn about the chakra system that those two main, the, the first two chakras right at the base of your spine and that in that womb area are, are so deeply related to the earthly experience that we're having. And it, it makes sense why not only myself, but the women that I work with feel such a disconnection to that part of their body, whether they have sexual trauma or sometimes not. Mm -hmm. um, it is such an interesting thing. And I'm curious how you, I'm, I know how I help people in that area is to just express those emotions that are stored inside there. But how do you help women through that specific awakening? I mean, we talked, you, you talked a lot about in your bio about Kundalini awareness, and maybe you can talk a little bit about that awakening that we, that is possible for us as we go yeah. through our lives. Well, and there's so many layers to it. It kind of depends where a woman is starting from, but sometimes it's really the first thing is becoming comfortable with bodily pleasure. I mean, and I don't even mean sexual pleasure. I just mean basic sensual pleasures, just what we would consider self-care in many ways. Like, can you enjoy a nice warm bath or 
uh, a warm fuzzy blanket? Are you connected to your food when you're eating it as a sensual experience? Because those are both are so intricately connected to the root and second chakra. The root chakra is that connection to the physical body. And the second chakra, part of what it's connected to is pleasure. So the, those experiences focusing in on mindfulness of sensual experience, and your relationship to allowing yourself to feel simple pleasures can be a wonderful starting point that anyone can access that doesn't feel overwhelming or intimidating. But in fact, if you're making that a practice, it actually is connecting you with those lower chakras, you know? And then over time, I would do more work around affirmations and visualizing, really focusing more and more specific work on those lower chakras to where someone can begin to maybe start to feel them as an energy. And rarely does someone come in wanting to work on those chakras. It's like the heart and the third guy get all the play, right? So anyone reads about the chakras, they want to focus on their heart or the third eye and build their intuition, you know, maybe the navel for personal power. Um, Those lower chakras though, if they're not, that foundation is not there, all of the rest are not being experienced to their full capacity. Yeah. I love that. And it's so true. Nobody wants to work on that stuff because it's, it's the hard stuff. It's the traumas. It's the, where we've stored. I was just working with somebody that, um, doesn't know how to find pleasure and joy. And like what you said, it's just those simple joys and pleasures. And what I have found working in the first and second chakra is that it's often, um, and almost like an awareness of where and when that system got shut down. Yes. And um, so I'm just curious if and energetically, when you're doing energy work with people, how do you bring that feeling back or those emotions and those memories back into that, aware, into that, into those chakras so people can heal? Yeah. Well, and you can be dealing with it from so many levels, right? So it could be traumatic experiences in this lifetime that are remembered or or non-remembered, but felt and stored, even if they're not remembered. It can be, from my perspective, ancestral trauma, right? That's being carried. It can be past life trauma. It can be secondary. Sometimes you can get to the memory. Sometimes you can't. You never will. But you can always deal with the feeling as it's manifesting now in your life. So that's where I often start is okay you know let's focus on some of the things that most often block those lower chakras shame for example right shame in anything you can start with simple embarrassments like you so often i'll work with a woman who is saying sorry a lot right it's like oh i'm sorry i was late oh i'm sorry this and we'll just go okay let's what does it feel like to say i'm sorry can you feel that in your belly because that's often where someone will feel it is down in their pelvis this sort of constriction And you can work with just that simple daily feeling of slight embarrassment, slight shame, slight feeling sorry, and then work with that feeling in the body. Uh, And then there's different techniques for externalizing it. I'm sure you have your own for bringing light to it right there in the body. So you can start with the way those things manifest now in just simple everyday experiences, disconnecting from the lower chakras. Everyone has some sort of pattern around the, the, the types of invite, whether it's confrontation or being in a crowd or certain things that will make them go to their default escape mechanism. Right. And so you can really go back into that memory of doing that and imagine you're pulling yourself back into presence, hooking into that root chakra. So in the starting point, I tend to focus on right now in your daily life, what are you, how are you experiencing blocks? 
then over time, sometimes memories do gently surface or deeper, more problematic feelings. And then you then you work with those. That's beautiful. I, in along those lines, I've been thinking a lot about lately about retraining the body and the brain to not to like, typically what I have found in my work is that we are, we are trained towards trauma. Our nervous systems are almost set towards that trauma, that original trauma, or maybe the, the traumas afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm finding, and I'm working with a lot of women that have um, trauma from early age, but also had that has been resurfaced because of the collective trauma that we're, that we're going through right now in our world. And so what's been interesting is this idea that can we retrain the nervous system, which I believe is part of the chakra system. Mm -hmm. Can we retrain the nervous system for, for rest and reset mm -hmm. versus the fight or flight? And I'm curious if you could talk about that. Oh, what, what a wonderful thing that you just said. And I couldn't agree more. I think that's, that's exactly it. Um, yeah. Every chakra has always been linked to a gland and to the nervous system. Those are the two main intersections. And that is our whole stress response, our nervous system, and then the adrenals and all the stress hormones that get released. This is, this is fight or flight. And the chakras have always been linked to those two systems more than any other. Right. So I think, uh, when you're working energetically, yes, what can happen is it can actually aid and even speed up that process of retraining those by bringing it, you're really trying to cultivate. And I think this is what's so important is cultivating what it feels like to truly be resting and relaxing and feeling safe. So sometimes in healing, we put a lot of emphasis on the surfacing of the obstructions, the wounds, the healing of those, the release of those need to do that work, but have to balance it with practicing. What does it actually feel like even for just a second to be 100% safe in my body, relaxed, rested, because maybe you've actually never felt that. And so that's such an important part of a practitioner's practice is creating the container and the space to feel that and then emphasizing now you need to practice this right every day you need to give yourself a minute two minutes however much you can of just letting your body feel this way what do you need to do to do that is it chakra affirmations is it uh, a specific environment you know how do you like to, what actually helps you feel the vibration of being safe and rested so you can retrain. This is my new default, right? Which takes time. The right. brain is the slowest part. The, the energy body, and that's always been the teachings of Kundalini and energy body teachings, that they're the fast path because the Kundalini is the energy of change. So once you engage that part of your system, you can actually speed up the physical change. So that's kind of what you're trying to do from my perspective. Right. I love that. Yeah. So while we focus on the healing and the work that needs to be done, we're also focusing on, but what feels good, yeah. what you feel safe in. And I think that's a huge, um, you know, as we go through this collective trauma, I think it's a huge awakening for us to say that there are, there's still so many, there's even more spaces inside of our bodies for pleasure, like you said, 
for awakening, for joy, and to feel safe in the body. I think that is the number one thing that I have found working with women is that they don't, we as collectively possibly don't feel that we are safe in the body. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and so as we age, you know, not just trauma, but as we age and go through midlife and I don't even know how old you are. Um, but as, as we age, we go through these bodily, we go through transitions in our own bodies and so many changes and so many things I've been experiencing that happen that have never happened in our bodies before perimenopause, menopause, just so many different things. How do we get through these using the chakra systems, using this energy body? How do we go through all these transitions that we're being faced with? Yeah. Well, I am 54 and through menopause and I did, I just did a menopause workshop. That's funny. It's so like my thing right now. Yeah. I mean, I think part of what you're speaking to is even if someone doesn't have trauma, the cultural messages that we, especially as women receive about our bodies are so disempowering throughout our lifetime and that it's very hard to have a functional, healthy relationship with your body. I mean, in this day and age, you kind of have to work at it to do that because you're going against the cultural stream. So then you go to menopause and the messages around aging are really like that your worth, your sexual desirability, your, you know, everything is ending <laughs> because all of your value culturally has been associated to those aspects of your body, your physical sexiness and your ability to reproduce, right? Yep. So, yeah. And so you have to break through that. And in fact, just, this is kind of an aside on, on menopausal teachings, really it's a time of great liberation because Kundalini is surging and it's an opportunity that as your identification with that cycle is released, it's an opportunity to identify with your energy body in terms of its connection to spirit and spiritual gifts and, and gifts like intuition and healing and even deeper level. That's what that time's supposed to be, that wise woman phase. You come into gifts on a whole nother level. So we have it all backwards, right? That it's sort of this big decline of the body. It's actually the ascension of the energy body's connection to something greater. And we have to reframe all of that for ourselves. So I do do a lot of psychological work around reframing, first of all, that story of what's happening to me. Then on the physical body level, I think it's continuing to stay connected to the whole, I like to really focus on flow at that time from the root and sacral all the way up through all of the chakras. You know, you're familiar because you have my book with feminine pathway and this idea, especially of connecting to the sacral heart and third eye chakras that they're particularly empowered at this time mm -hmm. and the, really cycling the energy through them as a way of shifting in to this kind of higher vibration version of yourself while still sane and bodied. And I think that the risk in aging, if we absorb the cultural messages is disconnecting from the body again. So if you have patterns of disassociation, that feels easier, but no, you still wanna be bringing all that vibration through this body. Uh, and it's aging doesn't prevent that. If anything, it becomes a more refined vehicle for it. The wrinkles have nothing to do with that, <laughs> you know? Right. It's yeah. really interesting. You just hit on something that I'm, I'm finding very fascinating in women's bodies is that if we look at this menopausal and perimenopausal, perimenopausal time as this ascension process, mm -hmm. what can happen I found is that you do need to really maintain almost a different connection altogether. 
um, with your body, because I mean, I can feel it personally as I'm, I'm going through perimenopause and as I'm rising, cause I can feel that Kundalini energy rising. Mm-hmm. My body has attached itself almost like with this anxiety saying, wait, don't forget me. Don't forget me. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, you know, you attract what you need to learn too. So I've been working with a lot of women in honoring the body and really staying rooted and grounded. And yet you brought in spirit, which I always love to do is like, and yet really connecting to that greater spirit and to your spirit in a totally different way. So maybe speaking on like how to stay rooted and yet ascend. Yeah. And that is the question. It's really the razor's edge, right? Because it's so easy to disconnect. And you and I are both going to attract a lot of individuals who are very spiritual already. Otherwise, you're not going to be attracted to these modalities. If there's any, and I just want to add this as an aside, if there's any sort of patterns of disconnecting, disassociating that someone comes into perimenopause with that having yet been dealt with, that is the big risk that then the spiritual path becomes all about spiritual bypassing. It actually feels much better to just kind of get really good at leaving the body, floating in states of light, all of which are beautiful. But if they're not embodied later on, it causes a lot of problems because the energy channels in the body are not flowing and that just contributes to later disease and things like that. So I think really staying embodied has a lot to do with totally countering those messages you're getting about what's happening to your body, focusing 100% on appreciation and body love literally leaning in to, you know, affirmations like, you know, these neck wrinkles are because I've enjoyed so much time outside. And these eye wrinkles are because I've laughed so much. And this belly is because I've had three kids and just, you know, really embracing all of that and leaning into it. And it sounds cliche, but it actually has a lot of power to it, speaking those kinds of things. And when you do it, you are strengthening your root chakra connection, your subtle body root chakra connection, and then that connection to pleasure and um, redefining sensuality. If you still want sexuality to be a big part of your life, going for that, using all the aids that are now available for us. There's a lot of different help. You can be sexy, sexual until your hundreds if you want. So some women do, some women don't, you know, and if you don't embracing that liberation, but focusing then on sensual pleasure still, not denying yourself bodily pleasure altogether. I love that. That's beautiful. Beautiful. I think that um, just kind of to wrap that part up, it's, I think what's happened is this realization as we go through these changes in life, and especially if we've had trauma, is that our bodies want to protect us. Yeah, I think a lot of us, when we're disconnected or we've lived in in a body that we don't feel comfortable in, we think that when things happen to our body, that our body's against us, you know, autoimmune disease is like, you know, the the doctors say your body is fighting against you. And I'm curious how you would reframe that Mm -hmm. in terms of when you do through, you know, not just menopause, but just in general, when you're healing from trauma, when you're going through transitions, how can we see our bodies as our friend, even when things are happening to us or inside of us? Yeah. I think there's two approaches to that. And the the first one is body. What are you trying to say to me? Do you have a message for me? And when you have a physical pain, a disease, anything that's going on, really asking your body, what do you need? Do you have a message for me? 
Um, you know, is there something you're trying to show me? Is there more I can do? And that's a big piece of it. But then the other big piece of it is having this larger view. And this is more third eye crown chakra work. And everyone needs to do it within their own kind of spiritual perspective of, oh, okay, everyone's body ages. And almost everyone does have physical challenges in their life. Uh, this is not punishment. This is not something I did wrong. It's part of what it means to be in a human body. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to be able to keep working with that to come to a place of radical acceptance around what's happening to you. And it's this delicate balance of, on the one hand, constantly tuning into what do you need from me, body? Is there something more you need from me to help us be in our optimal state? And I still love you no matter what. And also, well, this is part of what happens and it's okay. This isn't what defines me, right? This state of my body. And I didn't do anything wrong. And it doesn't mean I have bad karma and all that BS. Exactly. <laughs> thrown on to people, right? Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. So how, just to, just one last question. How do you find joy and connection in your own body personally? Walking right now is huge. And I'm having my own physical issues, really. I have a shoulder issue, which has made, uh, sort of prevented me, COVID first did, and now this, with doing yoga as I've always done, right? So for the first time in years, I'm not really doing a formal yoga practice, but I'm walking uh, and I'm just loving walking so much in terms of tuning into the senses around me. It's like a whole new phase for me. And, you know, uh, moments with my pets and my kids, my kids are teenagers. So you have to grab the joy when you can. <laughs> the pets are a little easier. <laughs> so yeah. And birds and flowers and just noticing those little things. That's what I try to notice. And that bring me joy when the suffering of the world is feeling overwhelming, which right now can really happen for all of us. So yeah. you really have to find, remind yourself, oh yeah, there's all this suffering. Oh, but there's actually all this joy every moment too, at the same time. Absolutely. Beautiful. I love that. It's like finding the, the light and within the darkness. You have to, for your own mental health, you have to. Yeah. yeah. Good. So maybe you can let us know where to find you and any projects you're doing now. Yeah. So I'm at enlightenedenergetics.com. I do have some workshops coming up. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but I have one in November and December, and I have my three-month intensive starting in January, which ties to the book Chakra Empowerment for Women. So you'll find those on Enlightened Energetics and then on social media as Chakra Empowerment on Facebook and Instagram and on as Mommy Mystic on Twitter. <laughs> nice. Nice. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming and it was such a beautiful conversation. I could just continue with it uh, for a long time. So I appreciate you coming on and enlightening our listeners on how to connect to your body. Well, thank you for your wonderful questions. It's been a pleasure. And yes, we could talk all day. So we'll see what happens in the future. Maybe we'll find another way to collaborate. <laughs> yes, that would be great. That would be great. So in conclusion, um, you are invited to continue this conversation on healing your body and opening to your spiritual wisdom 
in a community, a like-minded community of people who are meeting in the healing circle starting November 1st on Monday night at 6 p.m. and continuing every month, every month on the first Monday night of the month. So while these times feel unfamiliar and sometimes chaotic, your soul knows how to heal. Your soul is longing possibly for a deep reunion with your body. So together with myself and your healing circle community, you will, you will receive powerful guided healings, access the wisdom of your guides, ancestors, and spirit, and return to your emotional and energetic center. So I hope you join us for that healing circle starting November 1st at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And thank you again, Lisa. And I wish everybody a beautiful, beautiful namaste. You've been listening to the Soul Center Podcast with your hosts, Ariella and Baruch Halevi. If you'd like to learn more about Soul Center, please visit mysoulcenter.org. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at mysoulcenter. And if you found meaning and inspiration in this podcast, we'd love for you to leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd also love to hear from you to connect with you. So please reach out to us. And until then, we wish you shalom, salam, namaste, and peace.